Welcome to the Shields Outdoors podcast, your source for information on hunting, fishing, and all of your outdoor passions. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Shields Outdoors podcast. My name is Mike Anderson, and I'll be your host for this segment, and we have an awesome one for you today. If you've been on social media, you've probably seen us advertising our virtual ice series, which is happening December 8th and 9th at 7 p.m. Central Time. It's going to be a great event where we're talking ice fishing tips and tactics, giving away $5,000 worth of clam gear, and talking with some of the best in the industry. On night one, we'll have Jason Mitchell, who is a Shields Pro Staff, runs Jason Mitchell Outdoors TV, and has a signature line of ice shacks here at Shields. He absolutely knows his stuff. We'll also be joined by Matt Johnson of the Clam Ice Team, who plays an integral role in research and development for clam products and puts all kinds of fish topside. On day two, we're gonna have Jason Mitchell again, and our second guest is actually joining us today in this podcast. And we're not going to be stealing our th- the thunder for that, talking about any ice stuff. But we want to introduce you today, the one and only Mr. Samuel Sobiek, a.k.a. Sam Sobi, The blogger, the YouTuber, the crazy, energetic ice fishing machine. How are you doing today, Sam? Mike, thank you so much. I'm doing amazing. And first and foremost, I want to say thank you guys so much for having me on here. Thank you for the opportunity. Shields has Ferris wheels in their retail stores. They have podcasts. What What is next? Are you guys even a retail store or are you just an outdoor fun land now? Oh, I'd like to say <laughs> we're just an outdoor fun land. You know, we got a little bit something for everyone. No, but so. seriously, thank you so much for having me on. I'm, I'm pumped. Like you said, we're not going to seal the thunder of the virtual ice series because that's going to be an amazing event. Uh, if you guys are not registered, make sure you go register. Like Jason, Matt, they're going to talk about amazing stuff. But today, we're just, we're just kind of warming up. We're kind of yeah. warming up here. Warming up. Just a little pre-party, you know? Absolutely. So why don't, why don't you tell, tell us a little bit about yourself, why you got into fishing, why you got into YouTube, why you want to share those passions with everyone? Totally. Well, Mike opened it up amazing right away. My name is Sam Sobi. Well, my real name is Sam Sobiek, but everybody kind of in high school just called me Sobi. So uh, I just kind of rolled with that from there. And um, yeah, I'm just, I love fishing, but I love the outdoors in general. I'm just an outdoors nut. Uh, I like anything that gets the adrenaline pumping. And um, yeah, it's, it seems like it's been a crazy roller coaster domino effect going from playing with GoPros when I was like, 15 and fishing little local derbies to what it is now and um the whole the whole youtube thing is it's been amazing Mm -hmm. yeah it's been quite a ride so like how did you initially get started with that and can you kind of just go through the process of where you started versus where you are right now kind of like the equipment you use to get started and what you're kind of using now totally so i i feel like i first started playing with a gopro maybe when i was like maybe 15, 14 or 15. And that was kind of like right when the gen one GoPros came out, that was just your original GoPro. And it was sweet because they were expensive, but fairly affordable. So you could kind of get your hands on one and start playing around with it. And that's when like, I mean, as far as TV goes, like we didn't, we didn't watch YouTube videos. YouTube wasn't even really a big thing or a thing at all. When I was like 15 years old, I didn't, I wasn't on there. 
when you wanted to watch fishing content or you want to get pumped about fishing, you just turn on the TV Saturday mornings. And then that translated to, all right, let's go out and make our own, you know, fishing TV show. So we took the GoPro everywhere, started doing that. And um, things snowballed. And I just, I've been playing with GoPros and cameras ever since. And uh, I worked with some amazing people. I actually even had the opportunity to work with Jason, like you said, one of your pro staffers. And, and I've, it's, it's been crazy. What kind of started as just a messing around hobby is, has really turned into my career. And I'm, I'm extremely lucky and fortunate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so fun to get into that, that video. And then it's just, what's, what's really great about it is just go back and, and relive those memories or like, if you have kids down the road, they can, you know, watch you. It's Dude, pretty that's, sweet. that's my biggest point. A hundred percent is like, if anybody right now, cause I get people come up to me all the time. Like I do some cool stuff outdoors. Like I really want to make a channel. I just haven't done it yet. I'm like, what are you waiting for? Do it, please. Like YouTube is a free platform to put whatever you want out there as far as videos go. And even all, if like you said, if all you take away from it is you get to show your grandkids you fishing or this one trip or you hiking around doing anything uh, 20, 30 years down the road from now, like that's, that's amazing. I, I've never seen a video and I think I've seen one picture of my grandpa fishing and he loved to fish his whole life. So if I could go back and watch videos of him doing that, uh, it'd be incredible. Mm-hmm, absolutely and it's just you know it's so easy to get started in today's day and age like you said like youtube's a free platform to put your stuff on and like you don't need the most expensive stuff to put out like some pretty quality video totally and like like i said when we started with gopro gen ones i i don't even run the top of line gopro now i run like a gopro 4 just because i really like the audio but a lot of my buddies now are switching and just doing a lot of filming and vlogging right off their smartphones like the cameras are so amazing in there. It's like they just they put them right up to their face, boom, 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 or they buy little stands for them and they can fish in front of them. It's so everybody, basically everybody out there has a smartphone. So you, you have no excuse. Record your memories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no excuses anymore. Yeah. So um, how did you know? How did you first get started into fishing? Like who who inspired you and who kind of inspired you to really take the next step with it? Sure. So um, my my parents right away were instrumental in taking me like we fished with bobbers. We fished with worms. They'd bring me down and we just, we would always shore fish. And then later we got just a small little tin boat and we would fish out of that. But from there it was like some of my best friends growing up, uh, even like in second and third grade that were like, dude, we, like, we love to fish. So we just became best friends right away. Like my good buddy Brock. And, uh, we just kind of fed off each other and learned from each other as we went, like without some of my best buddies, kind of pushing me and me pushing back i don't know if i don't know if we would have got into it as much as we did but that's those are some just local inspirations around my house that really push me to get more even in the tournament scene and multi-species mm-hmm. so when you're making your videos like do you have a set plan when you go out there or are you just like i'm gonna film everything and wing it and see what happens or what's going on there dude it changes like it seems like some days it's basically all winged almost like, because when I do have a set plan, I'll go out there and, and try to capture this or really try to wrap a story around this element. And it never goes as planned. So it's almost like controlled chaos. I might just kind of say, we're going out here to do this. And we just, we're kind of doing it as we go along. I still, I still have little things in the back of my head that I try to stay on task with as far as like the story or how the video goes. But dude, it's, it's a lot of winging it. But that's what I think makes it real and fun. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, what I like most about your videos is they're just like hundred percent real, you know? I mean, you can, you can come up with a little bit of a script, like the things you want to, you want to accomplish, but just like the little nuances and, and stuff that happens is, is what makes it really cool. Totally. That's what I love about YouTube in general. It's just like, it's so raw. And I think that's what people really relate to. Cause like when you're out there and either it doesn't matter if you're fishing or hunting or doing whatever, like you're just messing around, having a good time with buddies. And that's kind of what YouTube kind of, I guess it brings light to like people are just out here enjoying the outdoors and they're with their friends and they're messing around and it's all good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's all about having fun. So you said the H word there, you you said hunting and then just like my eyes lit up like a Christmas tree. So want to talk a little bit of hunting. How did, how did your hunting season go this year? Dude, Mike, I'll tell you this. I have an extreme amount of respect for anybody that self films hunting. I don't care if it's deer hunting. I don't care if it's waterfall hunting, anybody that films hunting in general, um, major respect because there's just so many elements you can't control. Like I've tried to self film myself deer hunting every year for like three or four years now. And I, and I haven't really been successful. I can, it's just, there's, it's really tough, especially deer hunting. You got to be so quiet and, and you get everything set up and then all of a sudden it doesn't happen. And then you'll do another set here or there, and then all of a sudden it doesn't happen. So deer hunting was good. Um, my dad killed a doe. I killed uh, a decent little seven-point buck. And, uh, yeah, we've, we've got a whole bunch of meat, so we're pumped. My good buddy Brock shot a buck, too. So, nice. Yeah. Perfect. Sounds like, sounds like a great season. How about and, you? Did you get out? So, yeah, I did get out. I, uh, I shot a pretty nice one in velvet early September. Oh. So we actually got that one on camera. So that, that was pretty fun. Did um, you hunt around the Fargo area or where were you hunting? No. So the, this one was a mule deer. So we were out in the Badlands. So, um, yeah, I got it. I hunted majority of public stuff. I actually shot it like a half an hour into the season. So we started scouting, looking for our spot, didn't see anything, moved to another one. And then like right when the season started, I saw this buck pop up over a ledge and we're like, okay, season started. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's get the wind right and let's see if we can find them. So we're popping over these ravines and we get to, uh, you know, we get to where I thought this buck was and he was like nowhere to be seen. So we're like, all right, oh. let's just, let's just sit on this hill. Let's have a sandwich and come up with a game plan. And I'm like two bites into my sandwich and this buck pops up out of this dry Creek bed. And I'm like, Okay, he's pretty nice. I think uh, we'll make a game plan for him. So and he he dropped back down into this creek, and we're like, okay, well we'll we'll walk the side of this ravine and and pop up, and he should be there. And we get like halfway, and some does pop out, and we're like, all right, gotta get ready to shoot. And like, he was with two other bucks, and nothing nothing came out, and we can see all the way around. So it's like, well, he still gotta be here. So we just kept creeping and creeping and I got to five steps from where this creek bed is and the two smaller ones pop up to the side and I'm like, where's he at? Where's he at? And he, he goes up, pops up and he's like hopping away and, uh, and he gets to like 30 and I'm trying to get him to stop. I'm like full drop, mah, mah, come on. And he, <sighs> and he finally turns a little bit and I just rocked him. So it was pretty sweet. So Dude, first, yeah, first that's, an, ama that's an amazing trip. Yeah. And like, so I was with my, I was with my cousin. So, and I, I handed him the camera. So he was just filming this whole thing too. So it was, it worked out so perfect. 
was this a bucket list trip or have you hunted in the Badlands before? No, I started hunting the Badlands like four years ago. So I, you know, I grew up in Minnesota. You like, you, you know, the deal, like the big woods and some, you know, field edges and stuff like that. And go out in the Badlands, like all that terrain spot and stock, just like totally out of my element, but it's super addicting. I bet. I feel like ground hunting in general is just like, it's a whole new rush because you're like, you're right there with them. And you're just like, there's so many decisions, like probably like, I don't know, but you know, like when you're covering that much ground and with the wind and it's so open, like, ah, I think it'd be, it'd be really intense. Yeah. It's fun. Highly recommend it. You know, I, you fail like nine out of 10 times. Cause like just something always goes wrong, but like just the stars aligned on that one. So it was pretty Dang. cool. Are you going to get it mounted? Uh, going to do a velvet Euro mount on that one. So that's going to be sweet. It's yeah. going to be really sweet. Pretty excited about it. Yeah. And then Minnesota, I've just been kind of waiting for the right one. He hasn't showed sure. up yet, but you know, did the, did the deer camp with the family. So had some good times. My, my brother played guitar for us. So nice. Do was yeah. a successful deer camp. Did you guys get a few? Oh, it's always a successful deer camp, but yeah, we did. <laughs> we got a few, got a few. Nice. So. What's one thing you do at deer camp that is unique? Like, is, do you play a unique card game? Do you make unique food? Like everybody's deer camp is a little bit different. So that's why I asked. Oh man, that's a good question. So one unique thing about our deer camp is like my grandpa used to have a wood shop and, um, you know, he ended up passing away. But what we, what we did was we took that wood shop and we made it into like a full on deer camp now. So it's just like kind of a great memory of him and, uh, you know, cool place to stay. super, you know, it's, it's pretty ghetto right now. We don't have running water or anything <laughs> like that, but you know, we get, we got a big family too. So there's a bunch of people out there. So it's just, just good times. That's cool. It's like now it's established. That's a place where we go, we reconvene, we do deer camp and it's, it's a tradition for sure now. That's mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah, definitely something I look forward to every year. Awesome. So, so when I first heard about Sam Sobe, I was like, this guy is crazy. What just the, the stuff he does out there, like fishing with some wacky baits. Like, I think, you know, the video that, that I'm talking about. Tell me a little bit about your, your interesting video with your crazy baits. Oh, dude, I've, I've done a bunch of weird videos with crazy baits, whether it's making it myself or using foods you find around the house um, to catch bass. Like, I don't know, like, it just, it seems like that's the cool thing about YouTube and about making videos is you're the director. You know what I mean? You can make crazy decisions, you can formulate crazy videos, and you can give them a shot. And if they fail, no big deal. But if they're successful, it's like, I can't believe it just worked. You know, we got that on video. <laughs> so yeah, it's been, it's cool. That's awesome. What is, uh, what's the craziest thing that's happened to you so far while, you know, out on the water doing your videos? Oh, dude, there's been, there's been so many crazy things that have happened. Like a lot of crazy stuff that's happened is, is some dudes I used to film, film with and work with before, like just, traveling over to different countries like um one time we flew into here's just one thing that pops out in my head one time we flew into indonesia and we like went to uh we we went to this like our hotel where we're staying and we went in there got checked in 
there's a language barrier, but we're good to go. And then we wake up next morning, come on down, and we're going to plan to kind of rip around the city and then find some spots to do some fishing. And the front of the hotel is like all locked up. And we're like locked in. And we're like, what? And then we see everybody from the hotel that's staying there is like definitely in the hotel still. Nobody left. We go look out our hotel room. The city's empty, like lockdown, like kind of a COVID thing, but even way more intense. And we come to find out later, it was like national quiet day there. And it's totally <laughs> illegal to go outside. You can't, it, it's, it was part of their religion, part of their practices. And, and we couldn't go outside. We could not leave. Airports were shut down. We had no clue this was happening. So that was, that was just one thing that, that you might not see on camera. It's, it's like we, we were locked in on quiet day in Indonesia. <laughs> That's it, insane. And, and like, how, how do you account for that? No, no, we had no idea. Like, absolutely no idea. There's locks on everything. There's cops just patrolling the streets. So it was crazy. Yeah. But, but well. <laughs> besides that, we've had a lot of like, oh, just we've had a lot of cameras hit the dirt. We've had a lot of drones caught in trees. There's so much stuff that's not captured on camera that I wish we could put everything or somehow. Get, I wish there was always like a third person out filming what happens because that's that's when the crazy stuff happens. Mm -hmm, absolutely. So, so how has this year affected like what you do? Sure. Well, uh, this year's affected mainly kind of my job with, with travel is there's so many different places I kind of wanted to go and fish. I stayed local throughout most of the summer and I kind of fished around my area just because of COVID and stuff. But I had all these different plans to go up to Canada and chase muskies and do some giant walleyes and do lake trout stuff. And that's just, that's not possible right now. So it's, it's affected it mostly with travel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was, you know, I had the, I had the same issues with travel too. Like we, we had this trip planned to go up to, uh, to Winnipeg and chase greenbacks. And like, we had it all planned out. I was so excited for that trip. And like, it literally was scheduled the, the week that the border closed down like because we were you know checking border closures like are we gonna make it up like if we make yeah. it up are we gonna get back but yeah it's just you know it's a frustrating deal but it's just you know you kind of kind of got to make the best of the situation and it uh seems totally. like you've been doing pretty well so far but i will say on the flip side because of covid i feel like a lot more people are getting into fishing or trying fishing or the outdoors or hunting for the very first time so with the negatives comes positives too in our industry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, dude, you got to make it up to Winnipeg this year if they do open it up. I will say, like it's it's sick up there. It's really cool. Oh, I know. I've been I've been up there one time. So, and it's yeah, it's incredible. It's like it's definitely a formidable lake. You know, the the first day we went out there, it was windy, terrible conditions. We got out there, we fished all day, and like did not get a bite. So yeah. went, out, went out there day two and I'm like, God, I hope this doesn't suck again. And like, just, <laughs> just hit my, my rip and wrap. And I just got clobbered. First fish I caught was 28 and a half. Second oh one, my gosh. Yeah. Did you even mark it or did you just like fly in? And no, it, it flew in so fast. I had no idea. I wasn't even looking at my hole. I was just like kind of looking around, seeing where the people were at. And it just like literally almost took the rod out of my hand. God. And they're beautiful too. Their color, that kind of like the greenish metallic silver it's it's really cool mm -hmm. yeah i mean they look cool in pictures but like to hold one and see yeah. it firsthand is just like awe-inspiring 
That's super cool. Well, if they open that back up, I definitely need to get up there. Like it's been a while since I've been to Winnipeg. Yeah. How many times have you been up there? Uh, I think twice, only twice. And kind of same deal. Like you said, we'd go out for a day and we'd struggle, 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 or maybe we'd have a, a few hour lull and we'd be moving. And it's, it's like, there's not a whole bunch of structure out there, but there's a bunch of like ridges and your pressure cracks and stuff like that. And we're just kind of fishing that we didn't know what we were doing when we were up there, but um, we, we caught a couple big fish, just like you said, very just out of the blue came rolling through. And mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a blast. It's so fun to just explore new places and, and learn things on the fly. Totally. And it's fun doing it yourself too. Like I've, I've got nothing against guides. I love guides. A bunch of my buddies are guides, but sometimes it's like, let's just go out there and do it. And if we fall flat on our face, whatever, but if we make it happen, it's, it's so much more rewarding. Mm-hmm, for sure. So, and you know, walleyes always have a special place in my heart. That's what I, you know, kind of grew up fishing. My, my dad is way into it, but so me being a walleye guy, you know, you, you're a bass guy, aren't you? Like yeah. Oh yeah. The most part. Oh, yeah. So I'd, I want you to convince me why I need to become a bass fisherman. Sure. Um, here's the first thing I'd say. If you're a walleye angler and you're on the fence about being a bass angler, A, they're extremely fun to catch. But you know that. Walleyes are fun to catch too. But I think a lot of it transfers over in finding bass or chasing the bait. And there's a lot of deep water presentations for bass that I feel like can transfer over to walleye and vice versa. That's why I'd really like to be a better walleye angler because I think there's a lot of things I could be doing, especially like on the finesse side of stuff that um, – could really up my bass game and vice versa. If you, if you're got more into bass fishing, it might up your even shallow water walleye game. Mm-hmm. So have, are there any tactics that like you'd use either walleye or bass fishing that just a light clicked on and said, Oh, I need to try this for bass and had them be really successful. Oh, it's like, like ripping wraps and jigging wraps. Like that's such a big technique for walleye fishing. Like throw it out there, rip it on the bottom, rip it on the bottom early spring. And in my mind, I always like looked at a rip and wrap or a jig and wrap as just being a walleye bait. And even, even in some Southern tournaments, uh, people are starting to, as like tournaments are more in the fall and winter, people are pulling out giant bags on a rip and wrap or a jig and wrap or doing just more vertical techniques, just like a walleye fisherman would do. And, and that's where I'm like, dude, there's just this stigma that, bass fishing needs to be shallow around the docks and walleye fishing needs to be out on a brake line or a rock pile. And it's like, there's so, there's so many places where that crosses over for both of them. It's, I think it'd be amazing to know both really well. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. So are you going to do it? Will you transfer over and become a bass angler? Oh man. Even, even if it's just to step up your walleye game. Okay, if it's going to step up my walleye game, I think I'm going to have to do some bass fishing. And, you know, it, it does look super fun, you know, just th- throwing, in the, throwing in the weeds and all that stuff. Like, Even just throwing, do like throwing a frog, there's nothing better than just watching a bass come up and pop a frog and you, you just set into them and you're like, oh, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, so I went and tried smallmouth fishing. For I, I tried, um, you know, the spawn stuff where they're sitting on their yeah. beds. Did it for my brother's bachelor party. He's like, yeah, we're going to go over the guide and we're going to try this, like, Ned ringing on, on beds. Dude, that is probably the most fun fishing that I have ever done. That is super sweet. They're so territorial and they're so mad. It's like you can chuck it into a small mouse bed and they're just instantly pissed. And they just, boom, they have to hit it. So. Mm. That's so sweet. Where, where'd you go smallmouth bed fishing? Uh, went on Mille Lacs. Nice. 
Yeah, nice. you're pretty familiar with that lake, eh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, good oh, that's stuff. That's awesome. So, are you, uh, are you doing any tournament fishing these days? Yes. Well, actually, right now. So, I'm, I'm hooked up to Wi-Fi right now, but I'm down in Alabama. I'm not even in Minnesota. Because of COVID, like, everything got pushed back. I was fishing the Bassmaster Opens as a co, so this is our final one down here on Lay Lake. So, and crazy enough, it's been, like, 19 degrees overnight and 30s during the day and back home in minnesota which is 16 hours north it's been like in the 40s during the day in the teens overnight same thing down here so it's cold but it's cool crazy so what like what's your strategy with that with that temperature swing it's i'm learning a lot luckily i'm, I'm with two guys that are fishing on the pro side and i'm the co side and these lakes are totally different they're not lakes they're like giant reservoirs down here and i've never fished in the south in the fall so i feel like these fish are going to freak out when it gets really really cold the next couple days so our strategy is just like go out there and get some bites and hopefully we upgrade slowly (laughs) (laughs) awesome so um another thing in regards to tournaments so i've seen you do this you do this kind of thing uh tournament tuesdays tell us a little bit about that Dude, I love Tourney Tuesdays. That's like, it's like one of my favorite things in the whole entire world. It's it's local, it's small, it's just a local weeknight bass tournament league. You go out, catch five big bass, weigh them in. It's like from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. every Tuesday throughout the whole summer. And I fished those when I was 14, 15, 16 and loved them. And then obviously went off to college and blah, blah, blah. And then when I kind of came back home and started getting more serious to YouTube, I'm like, dude, I'm going back doing Tourney Tuesdays and we just kind of started filming it and it's, it seemed to take off and there's been a lot of positive, positive feedback from it just because I think it's, it's kind of grassroots tournament bass fishing. It's, it's homegrown and, and people are really competitive over it. I am too. It's Oh, fun. for sure. Yeah. Just fishing around <laughs> with your local buddies or locals around, it gets super competitive. And you know, that's something that anyone can do, even if there isn't like a local tournament, you can just get a group of guys and, and, you know, create one, do side bets or whatever. Exactly. Anytime you can get together with buddies, talk smack, and you throw a little money down on the line, or maybe you throw this bragging rights or this bet on the line over fishing on waters you grew up around on, it's like, that's high stakes. That's serious high stakes. (laughs) (laughs) Very nice. Heck yeah. So, have you done any have you done any local walleye derbies or any walleye challenges with your friends or is every time you go walleye fishing just oh, jig head in the middle with the boys <laughs> no i <laughs> i haven't done any tournaments besides like you know just with my buddies you know throwing throwing bets on like hey i'm gonna catch more fish so sure or big I, fish bets <laughs> yeah exactly so but it it would be fun to get into it so we have uh there's quite a few people around here at Shields that get into the tournament stuff. So got a That's buddy, awesome. Jaden, that, uh, that gets into that tournament, tournament fishing. They, they usually do pretty well. So it's fun. Very cool. Very cool. Mm-hmm. So what, uh, what can we expect next from Sam Sobe? <sighs> Dude, you can expect a bunch of ice fishing, like 2020, 2021 ice season. I'm, I'm, kind of getting my ducks in a row and I'm getting different trips planned out. And I really, I think it's going to be the best ice season yet. I've got a lot of big plans in the works on the open water side. I've filmed a lot of cool stuff in the fall that I haven't released yet. 
that I'm probably going to release in the spring, like some big series. Like we, we put all our ducks in a row and we put all our eggs in one basket to film a really epic production. And uh, that that's that's going to be really cool. I've been kind of hiding that. Nice. So that's that's definitely something different than than what you've yeah. usually been doing, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's big. It's like a much higher production, and it's it's going to be really cool. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So where uh, where can we see that, and where can we uh, you know where can we find your YouTube and your social media stuff? Totally on YouTube. You can follow me just by typing in S O B I Sobi. That's the name of my channel. Go on there, subscribe. It's free to subscribe if you're new to YouTube. Uh, when you hit the subscribe button, it basically just gives you notifications when myself or other creators post videos. So go on there, please subscribe. I'd appreciate it. And then on Instagram, uh, my handle is Sam underscore Sobe underscore. And I try to be pretty active on both of them, giving updates and, and throwing content out there of what me and the boys are up to. Yeah, very nice. You, yeah, you're definitely really active on stories on uh, yeah. on Instagram. I'm seeing you. Scroll in, scroll out, big nose in the face. (laughs) (laughs) I want to do more. Like I was like, it feels like a year ago, I was much more active on my stories of just like the craziness that's happening like throughout the whole entire day. And I want to get back to that, especially ice fishing. Like ice fishing is such a camaraderie sport. You're out there with your buddies with like a bunch of them. And there's people are wrestling. People are doing this. People are doing that. Um, If you follow me on Instagram, the stories will be much more active. <laughs> All Especially right, perfect. The shenanigans. Yes, and and I will definitely be following you on Instagram. You know, I basically. I'm, I'm on it all day, you know, being the social media guy at Shield. So. I appreciate that. Mike yeah. will be my biggest story watcher. I love that. Literally my job's just, oh, Sam Sobey's got a new one. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah. so one last question for you. On yeah. a scale of 1 to 10, how jacked are you for this virtual ice series? I'm super jacked because this is why I'm really jacked. I feel like right away in the beginning of the year, we got a major cold snap. And we were all like, oh, ice fishing. And then it got really hot again in the Midwest. It got up to like 70s. And we're all like, oh, no ice fishing? And <laughs> then you guys released a virtual ice series. And now it's finally starting to get cold again. So I feel like I'm hungry. People are hungry. People are ready to go ice fishing. And um, when you got guys like Jason Mitchell, Matt Johnson, like the knowledge they have on the ice mixed with probably some of the stupid things I'm going to say, it's going to be a great time. Come on out and register. It's going to be fun. <laughs> oh, I am so looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean – Registration is free, and you, you're eligible for $5,000 in clam prizes. I mean, they're giving away jackets, bibs, houses, rods, reels, tackle, you name it. It's going to be awesome. So a ton much, of prizes, seriously. Yeah. A ton of prizes. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, so much great information, tips and tactics, just to be able to, you know, pick your guys' brains and, you know, you you sign up for the for the live event and you can go to the chat window and you can ask any question at all. So it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty cool. The cool thing is too is I've fished a lot of different places, but guys like Jason Mitchell and Matt Johnson have traveled so many different places in the ice belt that it doesn't matter if you're from North Dakota or Minnesota or Wisconsin or Iowa, even Missouri, like there's places in the ice belt these guys have fished and, and they're just they're a world of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, hey, uh, looking forward to uh, to seeing you on the ninth. Yes, it's going to be a blast. It's going to be a blast. So, hey, greatly appreciate your time. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for all the for all the knowledge and the stories. It's it's been good, man. 
Yeah, Mike, thank you so much for this opportunity. And if you guys aren't subscribed to their podcast and you guys aren't tuning in every single week or, or month or however often they have them, you guys are just out of the loop. Shields is doing it bigger. They're doing it better. They got Ferris wheels inside their stores. They got podcasts. So um, thank you guys. Hey, you guys appreciate awesome. it, man. All right, you have a good one. You too. All right, bye-bye. You just heard our conversation with the one and only Sam Sobey talking about his passions for fishing and how he, uh, how he translates that into his YouTube work. Make sure to come back for our virtual ice series happening the 8th and 9th, where you'll hear him along with Jason Mitchell and Matt Johnson, where they'll be talking ice strategies, tips, tactics, and answering questions from the audience during that, uh, during that live seminar. Make sure to register for that at www.shields.com slash ice series. If you like what you saw today, make sure to give us a follow on the listening platform you chose today. And also check out our Facebook and Instagram pages at Shields Outdoors. And with that, we want to thank you for listening and see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Shields Outdoors podcast. Stay tuned for future segments and visit our social media pages, Shields Outdoors on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates.